Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. I want to thank you for listening to From Negative to Positive, which is brought to you by our good neighbors at State Farm. If you know me, you know I'm all about the real deal. And with State Farm, you get the real deal. You're going to get great service and surprisingly great rates because like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Darling. There's no losing, only learning. I have the responsibility to make sure that you guys are well represented. There's no failure, only opportunities. Anytime you see me, you can say, oye, ese tipo tiene su pasado. And there's no problems, only solutions. Pero mira lo que está haciendo con su vida. He took it from a negative to a positive, and that's what's representing us now. This is from negative to positive. Yes, that little chico people, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and we are reporting live from what we call the bottom, Miami, the magic city. Or in layman terms, the 305, baby. <laughs> and uh, as always, got the beautiful, sophisticated, sexy, powerful, sharp and smart Jennifer Valdez. Hello. And then we have the legendary living legend. You already know what it is. Like yeah, DJ Laz. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. And today, you know, it just goes to show you that I always say the harder I work, the luckier I get. And today, who we're going to be speaking to, this is somebody that's not only going to tell us about, about his story, and it actually has connections to Miami as well, but it, it just goes to show you that you never let any opportunity slip. Anytime that there's an opportunity, you got to go out there and grab it. So with that said, it's, uh, it's an honor, and it's a blessing, and it's great to also welcome uh, my partner who has given me an opportunity to be able to partner up with him, and his name is Bill Coinsenberg, but I call him Bill K., Bill K. Bill K. Bill K. That's your rap name, Bill. Bill K. Yeah, that's his rap name. That's your rap name. That's it. I love it. Armando, it's so beautiful to see you. uh, Same here, buddy. And it's always great to to speak to you. And and Bill, someone that's given us an opportunity to be able to create a a multicultural company on the advertising side, which is 305WW. But within, I, I want you to describe what your company, what you've built, and the amazing team that you guys have, which is Horizon Media. But if you could tell us, Bill... And we'll get to a couple of things, you know, today, but more than anything, how was it the idea that you came about to build what you've built, uh, you and your team, uh, your ties to Miami, because that was definitely something that, you know, when we got together was uh, amazing to hear. And then number three, when I spoke about that, that opportunity, there's a person named Liam Murphy that set up basically a sit down with uh, Bill at his offices up in New York, which I think they use for the, the show Billions, correct? That's correct. They shoot in your office? Yep. So, I mean, if they shoot a show called Billions in in his office, I think Bill's only... Well, I mean, it's funny. His name is Bill. They shoot the show Billions in his office. (laughs) So there's got to be another billion around here somewhere, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh, God. So, yeah, Bill, tell me, man, how was the vision? How was the goals? And how was it that you got a chance to execute them? Yeah, so let me give you a a little background. Like I said... God, I miss you so much with, with nah, same uh, here, buddy. You know, the fact that we can't travel and feeling your love in terms of the rooms that you walk into. And Jennifer, it's so great to see you. And Laz, congrats on, on everything you've done. So first of all, thank, thank you. you so much for having me. Oh, pleasure. That's number one. Um, and I do have roots in Miami. My 95-year-old mother still lives there. <laughs> uh, so wow. Lives and I'll, I'll tell you, she's got as much energy as the three of us or the four of us. So <laughs> yes. that's pretty cool. She's, she's just doing amazing. And I lived down in Miami in the, in the late 70s, early 80s. At the, you know, I went to school at the university and spent an awful lot of time there. And 
a lot of roots there. And, you know, I was fortunate to give back to the school because I built the interactive media center or helped finance the interactive media center at the, at the university of Miami. Nice. And, you know, you got a little bit of a small scale because you just told me you're coming from the slam school. Yep. We're reporting live from slam. Yeah. (laughs) In that studio. Um, So that's pretty cool. And, and so I have a lot of roots down there and I'm, I've been there a lot, but, but, you know, my story has been a, a journey, not a sprint. Uh, hasn't happened overnight. I was a, a, a TV junkie going up, growing up. So I was always interested in advertising and TV and, and jingles. And today, you know, I was fortunate to build and, and now own the largest independent media agency in the world. We manage close to $9 billion. There's the yeah! other B for you. I, I knew there was another bill around there. That's the third B. Huh? <laughs> yes, That's sir. Congrats. So we manage over $9 billion in, in media investments for a lot of major marketers. Burger King, who obviously has their offices kind of right in your backyard. Yeah, yeah. They started right here on 36 and, and uh, what was it? 36. Right on the airport. And 7th right. Northwest, yeah. Yeah. So they're a big client of ours. Geico, Capital One Bank, Little Caesars, Peloton. I mean, hundreds of clients that we represent and we manage their big media investments. So you see advertising in the marketplace for Burger King. Someone comes up with the strategy. Are we trying to reach Jennifer? Are we trying to reach Laz? Are we trying to reach younger kids? Are we trying to reach the multicultural audience? We do all of that strategy. We do all the media placement negotiation. We do all the analytics. Is it working or not working? We do creative content as well, social creative and digital creative. And now we're managing, as I said, $9 billion in the largest, I think, independent in the world. So we're not publicly held. We're not owned by a big conglomerate. It's a little old me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and about 2,700 other employees. Wow. Uh, that's and, amazing. You know, I started it. I was 32 years old. And, and, and I, I had a dream of not wanting to work for anybody else. And as you know, you always said this, Armando, thank you for the opportunity and you build your own opportunities. Yes, right? sir. So I, you know, I was working for a small little company. They had this little media agency and they wanted to get out of the business and they wanted me to sell it. And I didn't want to sell it to anybody else, but me, <laughs> but, but I didn't have any money <laughs> to buy it. So at 32, I convinced them to lend me the money to buy this little agency and they did lend me the money. And that's how I ended up starting the company. And, and early on, you know, 30 years ago, I didn't have, like I said, I didn't have any money. So, so I hired employees based on culture and love and inspiration and that, that they were going to be part of this journey with me because I couldn't afford to pay them a lot of money. Yep. And as you know, 30 years ago, People weren't thinking about culture and environment and diversity, but that's how I started the company. And and now 30 years later, we've had such a head start. You know, you've been here. You felt the culture. You know our DNA. You know how much we believe in belonging and diversity and this business is personal philosophy. And that's been the soul and heart of, of, of our company. And it's been an amazing journey. I feel incredibly, incredibly blessed. And, uh, you know, you are a big part of the extension of, of, <laughs> of what we've built because I, I felt that the multicultural market and not just multicultural, but the diverse marketplace out there, marketers needed to lean in 
much, much, much heavier in that in that world. I agree. And that's why I said before, Bill, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I said that's why I really appreciate the opportunity. And when you say an independent company that's managing nine billion dollars, I mean, that that says a whole lot on you believing in yourself, you believing in your team. And we have a saying in Spanish that says, so it's worth more being the, the head of a mouse than the tail of a lion. At least you're able to maneuver, pivot, uh, take advantage of opportunities, and, 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 and any given time, just challenge yourself and challenge the team without having to deal with the red tape bureaucracy and bottom line. Uh, what's those word, that word? Oh, bullshit. There yeah. you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that word, that word. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, Armando, you, you know this. You know, I had a lot of struggles it doesn't come it doesn't come overnight no nah. don't doesn't come easy so i had a lot uh, of, what are you talking about bill you're, you're a 30 year old overnight success right exactly <laughs> started the company a year ago <laughs> <laughs> but you have to know what it's like on the bottom to appreciate the view Amen. from the top yes sir right yes sir yeah so very true i've been through all of that lots of struggles along the way but you got to keep moving. You know, you, you, when you have an obstacle, you either figure out how to go around it or jump over it. Yep. And, and you know, I've been fortunate to just be blessed with an amazing group of people that I've that I've got to surround myself with through the years. This is negative to positive, and I know you're absorbing um, all of the, I would say, the knowledge, the jewels, and the gems that we drop here. And what we're putting out there, our mission is to educate and inform and also make sure that, you know, you have a good time while we do it. I want to thank our good friends uh, at State Farm for helping me bring this to you, which is highly appreciated. You know, I've always been about making the right moves. And part of making the right moves is when it comes to insurance, you want to make sure it's the right move. This podcast is all about elevating ourselves and changing from negative to positive, And we're brought to you by State Farm. So keep in mind, when you're planning for your future, when it comes to insurance, they're going to get things right. <laughs> After the show's over, I want to urge you to spend a little time and check out State Farm. They're going to be there to protect you for all the things that matter the most. When we were looking for a partner for Negative Deposit, I came up with State Farm. I want to tell you why. Three reasons. Number one, you're going to get great service. Number two, guess what? You're going to get great service and surprisingly, great rates. Tremenda sorpresa, which that's a great surprise for sure. <laughs> and number three, you're going to get the real deal. Because like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You already know the deal. Darling. Matter of fact, you were at the first time that actually me and Bill met yes. when we were at a Q&A at, at your office with your team over at um, Horizon in, in New York. And that's how I started as, as far as when I spoke about opportunities, because Liam, Liam said, hey, I don't know where this is going to go, but I think you really need to meet Bill and Bill really needs to meet you. And I think you guys are going to do something special together. Look at that. And that was just at the Q&A. So the, the Q&A was supposed to be like 15, 20 minutes. We ended up talking for like 45 minutes an hour. Definitely. Everybody was super engaged. The team was, it was, it was so amazing that all his, you know, a lot of his team were coming from different spots in the building and just hanging out on the steps. Like if they were out in the park somewhere, you know, just yeah. looking at what was going on in the middle of the building. And it was a great experience that led to an amazing opportunity, which is where he has given us the, I say, I say the word again, opportunity to be able to partner up with Horizon Media with 305WW, which is the multicultural, uh, I would say, wing or division of what Bill's got going on. And we got a chance to bring in, that's how we brought in Boost. Yep. So the Boost Mobile deal, that's basically how that happened. Yeah. But you know what, Armando? People... People thought you and I knew each other. Yeah. <laughs> we, we thought, but you and I were first seeing each other for the first time in that, in that discussion. And, you know, you could walk into a room, I know this, and you could size someone up in two minutes. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Of, 
in terms of what you maybe think, two seconds, think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You, you kind of you get that. Listen, you get that from the street. Yeah. I feel I kind of grew up in that kind of neighborhood. You know, growing up, not 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 maybe not as rough a tumble neighborhood sometimes that you grew up in. But but for me, in terms of being in a diverse community and sizing people up, and when I started to talk to you. And I started to hear the things that you stood for with regards to charitable giving and opportunity and surrounding yourself with positivity and good people and and all the businesses that you developed and your ability to understand culture and obviously your your musical talent. I started scratching my head and I said, oh, my God, what (laughs) what an opportunity to, to potentially build a, a multicultural creative agency where I could bring the operational side and you could bring the creative and the, the culture and, and understanding the heartbeat of a whole bunch of different communities. And it was like a match made in heaven that I got so lucky to, to, to meet you that day. Uh, hey, the harder we look, the harder we work, the luckier we get, like I said before. But I'm going to tell you, you say, you say that, you, you know, maybe our neighborhoods were a little different. But, man, you were coming up in Miami in the late 70s and early 80s. Yeah, uh-huh. you were around some interesting <laughs> things. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for some reason, I think our paths crossed back then. Yeah. <laughs> Not for nothing, but this is the first time I see you guys like interact. I've heard great things about you, Bill, but to see this, it's all about chemistry and really connecting with somebody. And I can see that that connection was awesome from the job. It was, and and, and it is, and that's why the message is all about bringing together community culture and giving opportunity to those that maybe just don't don't get it as of now but that's what we're here to change the pulse change the change the game bottom line and do what we've known how to do our whole life be disruptive in a very positive manner yeah you know i'm going to give you a statistic you you, you may or may not know this but do you know that that 50 percent of the u.s population now under 18 50 percent is multicultural yep Wow. wow. That 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 is that is enormous. And if if marketers don't understand that that multicultural um, experiences in terms of advertising their brands is now an imperative. It's not a choice. Right. It's, it's, it's a must. Yeah, yeah. imperative. And to be able to, you know, speak that language and be able to bring that thinking now to major marketers through this association, you know, we're doing a great, a great, bringing great opportunity to, to brands across the country now because of that. Yeah, and, and that's why when it comes to uh, multicultural, I mean, I call it total market at this point. As you said, it's 50 percent, and that's only going to continue to grow because we're like Bebe's kids. We don't die. We multiply. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, and, you know, what I think early on in, in the relationship, you know, Boost, Boost saw the value. Yes. Of having you uh, in their creative, having you as an ambassador, having what you stand for and all of your principles reflect the Boost brand. And I know that the Boost leadership team were thrilled with the value and the perceptions and, and the halo that that brand received by having you in a relationship with them. And if, you know, if anybody hadn't seen those those TV spots, the energy and and the positivity 
it's you know it's the pitbull brand and uh marketers are lucky to have you well bill now we know why you manage a nine billion dollar company because man you could <laughs> you could sell water to a drowning man <laughs> so ice to an eskimo <laughs> Now, wait a second. Can I, I, can I I'm like, man, I'm ready to buy me. We're going right to the booth store from here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I wanted to ask you something. You spoke about struggles and obstacles earlier. What's one of the biggest obstacles you faced and how did you overcome it when opening so, your you company? So, you know, it's interesting. Do you know, you, you know the statement, uh, uh, you've heard the comment, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Right? Meaning, and that means kind of, Sometimes what you don't know is better than what you do know, right? Right. And so early on, when I borrowed that money to uh, to buy the company, I owed a lot of money back. And unfortunately, right after I purchased the company, the country went into a recession, and and I got hurt terribly financially early on. And the company was in really, really bad shape, really bad shape. But I wasn't a financial genius back then. And um, because I didn't know truly how bad a shape we were in, I never gave up. I found a way to make payroll the next day. I found a way to, to, to push off some of my, you know, my payments. I found a way to keep my people motivated. But anybody else who had seen the financials that we were in would have given back the keys and said, Take let's it. shut it down. Mm. Yep. But because I really wasn't aware of how bad a shape I was in, <laughs> I, I figured out how to keep going. So one, ignorance is bliss, ignorance is, is, a, bliss. Is, is a good thing. I think that that's one of the lessons, you know, that I learned. I, I think the other lesson I learned is, is that, um, you know, it is a journey. It's not a sprint. Things, you know, things don't, don't happen overnight. And also, you know, you got to figure out how to surround yourself with good people. Yes, uh, you really do. And take negativity and get rid of it as fast as you can yes, and surround yourself with, with positive influences. But also every challenge is an opportunity. And Armando is also very famous for, for saying that, that you don't know every morning when you wake up, what opportunity you may be able to turn based on who you're going to meet and, 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 how things turn out. So I think there's opportunity at every single corner and you have to be able to, to potentially, you know, see it when it's not obvious. Mm -hmm. Wow. I love that. Well, I think you have to attribute your success and not giving the keys back to being a true leader. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, you're right. Most people would have said, Oh, here you go. I'm yeah, out of this. The keys, yeah. I'm done. But a leader will always figure it out. Well, and, uh, and that's what you've uh, done. Uh, I'll tell you, Laz, an interesting, really quick, when you said give the keys back, because we ran into financial trouble, I couldn't pay back my, uh, you know, my lenders. And, and they wanted me to, you know, significantly terminate a whole bunch of people and, and move my space and do a whole bunch of things. And I, I went out a meeting with them and I took the keys out of my pocket and I said, here, you know, if you want me to do that, you might as well take the keys back now. Because the place is going to go out of business. So here are the keys. Now, if you want to give me the keys back, give me a year. Let me let me implement my plan and I will eventually be able to pay you back. But if you're going to force me to do what you want me to do now, take the keys because I'm going to be out of business anyway. And that was a big risk. 
<laughs> but again, uh, I didn't know what uh, they were going to do. You got to take risks. Yeah. Spoken, spoken like a true leader. My friend, yeah. Annette. That's the truth. Yeah, in so the, last, they, they gave me the keys back. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they call, that's what you call reverse psychology. That's what that is right there. But it, it, it. it goes to one of my teachers, well, the teacher that changed my life, Hope Martinez, always used to tell me in high school, she said, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what, what that was all about. And when you, when you talk about ignorance is bliss, there's something else that we always say is to be wise is to know what you don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> and that's how you got a chance to really, I would say, um, at this point, what are you talking about? The financial crisis, what, 2008? Correct? So 14, well, yes. yeah, about yes. 13 well, years later, you got it at a nine billion, managing $9 billion and just went through. And that's another thing I want to talk to you about is how you pivoted and how you guys basically restructured when all of this hit during, um, you know, when COVID hit. Yeah. So the, the recession that I was talking about, because I'm very old, w- was the one in 92. <laughs> oh, no. my bad. <laughs> but. But you're, I'm just old, Armando. But you're right. I'm just old. <laughs> whoa, whoa! I thought, I thought you were talking about 2008. <laughs> but 2008 was also a scary. Yeah, yeah. Can I curse on this show? That was also well, a really scary had, time. Oh, you had the experience of yeah. the first one in '92 to get to 2008. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, man, my bad. I was a puppy. I was a puppy back then. But 208 was 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 really bad. And then obviously, you know, a year ago, March, when when the world shut down, mm-hmm. I thought my 30 years was going to was going to go down the tubes in 30 days because because marketers shut down, the economy shut down. Uh, clients couldn't pay me. They were they were cutting back fees left and right. And no one knew, obviously, how deep things were going to get. And that was really scary. You know, just just incredibly scary. And and immediately I decided people before profit that that I was going to not terminate anybody, no layoffs. And I needed to be transparent that I needed to be truthful and I needed to communicate to my twenty seven hundred employees. And I started doing a bill daily and the bill daily was about a little bit about what was going on in the company a little bit about shout outs from clients. And then it ended with an evening thought of inspiration because it was such dark days back last March and April that I wanted to give people hope and inspiration. And as I started to write these bill dailies, I was not only getting emails from my employees. I was getting emails from my employees, parents who were reading, who were reading my bill dailies. And, and, and I was so touched by that. And, you know, 2,700 people, wow. I didn't know everybody in the company. It's, a, you know, it's like you, you performing at a concert, Armando, for 3,000 people and, and, and knowing everybody in the crowd. You just don't, you just don't have that. You yeah. don't know that. <laughs> so, um, although everybody knows you. <laughs> so, so it was a way for me to communicate and touch everybody at the company. And, and since we went out on COVID more than a year ago, I send a bill daily out every single day that's amazing same you know the same what's going on at the company um uh shout outs and then an evening thought of of inspiration and we've come out stronger i think than most you know from this as you know we're saying we've come out we haven't come out yet but we're starting to see light right 
And that's just been an incredible, incredible tool, you know, for me in terms of communication to my, to my employers. I wish I did it a long time ago. So you, you, I'm still learning, Jennifer. You can teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, yeah. Learning I'm learning from you right now, so I'm taking notes. Sometimes things happen that make you get either out of your comfort zone or do something that you say, man, I should have been doing this. Because what you did is you inspired those 2,700 employees. You kept them in the loop and not in yeah. the dark. And believe me, I've been in radio down here over 30 years, and I know all about being left in the dark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. To, to hear, you know, from the top, I'm sure every one of your employees absolutely was super happy that you communicated with them and that you inspired them. And that's that's why they go and fight for you as much as they do. Yeah, that's, that's how you survive and thrive. But you know what? Also, you know, and Armando, I've had the pleasure of seeing you on stage and you're an open book. You're, you know, you put it out there. You're humble. You're vulnerable. You talk to people. That's all people want. People want truthfulness. They Mm -hmm. want transparency. You know, I I shared with everybody. I was scared. I was worried. And I wanted people to know, but I was here to protect them. And that truthfulness and transparency and honesty and openness just, you know, it sounds, you know, it's really quite simple. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people just don't do that. And that was my formula for success during during the crisis. It's funny. There's a saying that we always say as well. Simplicity is the key to success. And, and with, you know, with, with transparency and communication and that's always going to, that's the true sign of a leader. A boss is going to tell you what to do. A leader is going to get in there and get dirty with you and make sure that the job gets done. And, and that's why I feel like I always talk about the law of attraction, but as far as in the law of attractions, another word, action. There's one thing I have the law of attraction, attract the right people. It's another thing when you take action, take it to the next level with them, which is why, you know, when we met, you've given me that amazing opportunity to be able to touch the culture from a different perspective. Because what would happen in, in the multicultural game. So for people out there that don't understand this, there's general market. General market is, you know, what they look at is mostly, you know, majority of the public. Yeah. Minority of the public, they look at is multicultural. So you're talking Hispanic, black, Asian, yep. you know, you go down the pipeline. Now, when I would go to certain meetings, they would say, hey, so how is it that we, how do we... Well, hey, uh, Pitbull, how do we infiltrate your culture? Right. I said, whoa, uh, yeah. whoa. I didn't know I had to bring an AK-47 to this, this, this meeting. You know, infiltrate is a tough word. Yes. You know, maybe get to know, empower. How do we educate? How do we create opportunities for them? So then when I sat down with, with Bill in New York and we started having that conversation, I knew that he... Not, not only understands, but Rasta say like this, they say, me no understand, me overstand, you know? So you overstood what, uh, what the message was, was, was about, the inspiration, the motivation, but also what it is to really empower a culture. Because there's people, and I mean, let's call a spade a spade, that will, they will ride their culture into the dirt. They will, they will just use their culture and, and, and not really take them along for the ride. They won't empower them. And to me, the biggest thing as far as when it comes to us and any human being at the end of the day, when I'm out here representing for everybody, I want to make sure that we leave there motivating people, inspiring people, empowering people, and then they go, wait a second, if he could do it, I can do it. I can do it bigger, better, better, stronger. So that's basically where, you know, us sitting down led to. But the reason that I just went through that, you know, my, that, don't, that conversation by myself, really, because that's what I'm talking to myself right now. Right? <laughs> oh, 
educating. Is that I went through that conversation because it just goes to show you that in, in 2020, when you had to pivot, look what you did. No problems, just solutions. And you said, hey, it's easy for me to, and, and you started with a big line. I don't know if you guys caught it. It's pop. He said, people over profit. But usually it's profit over people. Right. Yeah. You know, so when you make that decision off rip, like, nah, I'm not getting rid of my team. I'm not laying off people. We're going to, what we call it, we're going to thug this out together. We're going to grind this out together. We're going to struggle this together. But now, swinging back, which is going to be the roaring 20s. Yep. It's going to be the roaring 20s right. now. So, survival of the fittest and you guys, well, we're all going to come back at this point, you know, swinging. <laughs> and, you know, and you didn't, you don't tear anything down, so you don't have to build it back up. You're mm-hmm. as strong as you were, you know, before it happened. You know, the, the other thing, and I, and I, I took a little page out of out of your book, Armando, and that, and I think you feel this. I think you feel that you're accountable to your fans in terms of, yes. of of how you behave and what you say and what you stand for. And you know, most people think that a CEO uh, that the employees are accountable to the CEO. I believe that the CEO is accountable to the employees. Yes. And, and, and they watch what you say, they watch how you behave, they watch your actions, they watch what you do, yep. and I am accountable to them. And, and that's a big mindset difference, and that's how you are on stage. You're accountable to your fans. And Very. it's a whole big mindset difference. You got to lead, lead by example, always. Yeah. You know, and another thing, too, that while, while I got you here, just want to say, again, thank you for taking the time, but also thank you for believing in, in me and us, and thank you for, even before we created a relationship at this level, for donating $100,000 to SLAM, you know, to the kids that needed the most, and the ones that, when they see opportunity, it's not just, it, it's not them taking advantage of it, they eat opportunity, you know, they're little monsters, little beasts out here that are just waiting for people to believe in them, so you doing that, highly appreciate that, because you believing in us, in turn, it allows us to continue to help them that needed well, the most. Tell you, when you took me to that school, you opened up my eyes in terms of a whole new sexy way of of teaching the youth of America here. Not the normal, you know, I hated math, couldn't stand going to class. If I had a, a class in math that I could shoot hoops and learn how to do math that way or, or, yeah. or through other kind of sports, I'd be a math whiz. <laughs> so it, it's so cool what you're what you're doing with those schools, and, and I want you to know. You know, another contribution is is coming that way because I believe so strong in terms of in terms of what you're doing. Thank you. And I'm fortunate and blessed to to be able to do that. So so thank you. And it's it's for those who don't know about the Slam program, they really ought to look into it because you're doing something very unique. You're helping a lot of kids who who wouldn't have that kind of support. And you know this. You're making a huge difference in terms of the trajectory of 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 which path they go down in life. And 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 you know, that's really special. Well, thank you, man. That's priceless. And and I'll take this time just to say that uh, like I said, thank you again, but also thank you to the administrators, the teachers, and most of all, well, the parents, but most of all, the kids, because they're, they're literally making history here in the, in the United States of America as we continue to build SLAM. It's going international as well. We're creating programs um, throughout uh, Europe and Latin America. We're working that out as we speak right now. But to, to see them, right before I got here, I was in, uh, in the principal's office. <laughs> again? <laughs> 
irony. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 funny enough, but actually the principal came and opened the door for us this time. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it was good. But to be able to look down in one of my old neighborhoods, Little Havana, and see the little kids running around and running across the street and just playing around, having a good time, it, it's priceless. It really is. So when you have people that believe in the movement, and I call it the real revolution, I'll say it again. Thank you. And I appreciate you for for having that vision. Not too many people have the vision. You know, they, they really don't. And clearly that's why we're having this, this yeah, conversation. Yeah, each other. <laughs> no, no, God. Well, you know, you want to, you know, one last comment. I don't know how much time we have. Uh, oh, we're good. But, you know, I'm just, I'm so pissed off that, that we are in the situation we're in with regard to, you know, the COVID and the disease and people not traveling and not getting together because the kind of lightning Armando, you and I could strike in a room together talking to brands about leaning into the diverse world and the multicultural world. And I feel really bad because I, I feel we lost momentum because of the state of where the world is, you know, right now. And I, I can't wait, you know, for the world to open up a bit more Although if you come to Miami, it looks like you're you're opened up pretty well <laughs> right now. <laughs> Leave it to Florida, baby. Right? Exactly. Especially Miami. <laughs> Literally. But 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 I can't wait because I know how much help we can provide marketers in in speaking to diverse communities through our partnership with 305. And it's just it's just you know, it's not going to take us 30 years to get to where I got. Trust me, because you and I don't have 30 years to get there. We'll get there. We'll get there a lot sooner because the world is ready. And the world woke up last year more than ever. More than ever. Yes. In terms of bias and diversity and 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 communities and, and, and being one and embracing differences. So I think that that we were ahead of our game. And I can't wait to be out talking to marketers with you in the you know in the near future. Awesome, Bill. So between you and Armando, you guys clearly have amazing synergy and so much energy. (laughs) It's undeniable. Like the chemistry here, I'm radiating off of it. I'm feeling the vibration. I'm like, whoa. It's all all much. Definitely. So what can we expect for you guys in terms of future collaborations or what's to come with the partnership of both of you that the public can be waiting for? I think, number one, you're going to see Armando out there much more in terms of, and he has represented a bunch of brands now, but I think you'll see him out there and selective, you know, yes. we're selective in terms of protecting his brand and, and also he's got to do it authentically and sincerely. So one, I think that you're going to see more of him in the front of the camera representing brands. But I also think that um, in the background, in terms of talking to more and more marketers and advising them in terms of, culture and behavior and environment. So I think we're going to see, you know, a lot more from that perspective. And I also think there are going to be some really cool content opportunities where, uh, you know, Armando can get a lot more involved in, in social and influencer with regard to the brand side of things as well. So I think those three swim lanes are, are, are what the future will, will look like in, you know, he's a busy man, but we're going to keep him busy. Yeah. <laughs> always, always. And one more question on that note. So I've been around a lot of celebrities, a lot of artists, a lot of brand ambassadors. And coming from you as a CEO of a marketing company, what makes you want to work with Armando so much? What differentiates him and what makes him such a great ambassador is that companies want to work with him? 
Mm. Yeah. You know, I talked a little bit earlier about what I saw when I was with him originally, Jennifer, when, when, when you were there. Yes. And when I've seen him, first of all, when I see him in front of marketers and his truthfulness and his ability to tell it like it is, his what he stands for as an individual and a human being, his sense of creativity, which is which is a lot about what all of this is 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 about, and his ability to communicate effectively in a way that is so sincere. That's what marketers. That's what marketers look for. That's that's the north star for them. Um. And and when you are in a room with Armando for ten minutes, and I'm I'm not <laughs> just saying this. I've been around a ton of spokespeople and celebrities and the falseness of them when you are in a room with him and you know this it's electric uh it's just truth and it's truth in a really really cool way it's really it's really special to see and that's why he is selective and and that's why you know marketers know when they align with him they're not going to get two to one they're going to get ten to one yeah. In terms of their return, and, and not everybody has that. You know, I've been with some some people very high profile. You can smell it a mile away, mm. and with Armando, the fragrance is is really nice. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way you say it. That's a great. That's a great way. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's funny yeah. that that not, bluntness. Not, not like I go around smelling them. But. <laughs> Yeah, I wear, I wear my own cologne, man. Yeah. But now, you know, what's funny is that that same bluntness slash being real, being truthful is what, yeah, what landed me in the principal's office before. And now, now it's, you know, it works with marketers. <laughs> Crazy, man. Life is ironic, ain't it? It really is. is. But, you know, you, know, you said it earlier. You said it, no bullshit. And I think, right. Jennifer, if I, could, I could put it, in, you know, in those those yeah. words, it's no bullshit. It's. It's real. Yeah. Definitely. And that's the way it's got to be. And I wish that there was more people out there like that, to be honest with you. But thank you. It means a lot. You saying that it's the same way I felt about you and feel about you. When, when number one, when we met and also doing business with you, because we've already run into a couple obstacles together, but it's always yeah. we speak to each other. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? All right, we'll get this done. And, and we keep it moving, which we have a saying in Spanish that says, uh, cuenta clara conserva amistades, which is clear accounts will always conserve great friendships. You know, yeah. just being clear and transparent, like we were saying earlier on, on how when when, uh, you know, COVID hit and what you had to do with the team. But on another note, crazy enough, since we led uh, our relationship is talking about how do we empower uh, and create diversity and create more opportunities. Then it led to so this situation that happened in 2020 led to a partnership also with NASCAR. And the reason that I did the, business, the deal with NASCAR and the team being track house, I want to say to Justin Marks, uh, Ty Norris and also Daniel Suarez, the driver who are partners in this, giving me the opportunity is because it wasn't about the fact of, I mean, I, I love NASCAR since, you know, of Days of Thunder, which came out yeah. around like 91, 92, by the way. Right. <laughs> 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 you know, Only I, thing I was I, about I, 10. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but the reason that I that I I, I did the deal with them is because it was deeper than the fact of just NASCAR. I love the fact that it was about reaching out, helping, and creating that that narrative 
of what it is to empower and educate folks that NASCAR is also a place. Well, mind you, NASCAR is an amazing story. That's an ultimate, you know, Bill's a negative to positive. I'm a negative to positive. NASCAR is a negative to positive. I don't know if you know the story. No, I do not. Well, they started with, with basically, they call it bootlegging and moonshining. So what you would do is you'd throw the liquor in the car back in the day when it was illegal and had to get it across state lines. So you had to set up the car. That's why I call it a stock car. You had to set it up so it could outrun the cops. So if you could take that business and make it a legal business and the biggest sport in the United States of America, I yeah. said, now that's a negative deposit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, and Bill, growing up, Bill being in the 70s and 80s in Miami and not getting caught up in that, that's a negative deposit. <laughs> yes. and, and me growing up in it and you know, maybe getting involved here and there in, you know, in extracurricular yeah. activities and doing what we're doing now is a negative, negative deposit. So when I sat down with them and they said, we want to take the sport and create culture. I said, you got me. I'm in. And it's been an amazing run, amazing team. Uh, Daniel's doing some amazing racing because, you know, we're the underdogs in this, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. So between yeah. myself, uh, Michael Jordan, who has a team with, with uh, Bubba Wallace, and, and, that's, and it just goes full circle, us having this conversation. So I think that's something that's going to be fun to be able to pull off one way or another, uh, whether it be through Horizon, 305WW, but to bring NASCAR into this conversation is – what I call historical. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're having conversations, Armando, with many of our clients right now about an association with you and Trackhouse. It's a, it's a perfect fit. And you know that Look at NASCAR that. is a is that a, is pretty natural <laughs> on marketers. Yep, we are. So. Uh, well, Bill, man, I really appreciate it. Again, uh, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for telling us your story. You know you're welcomed here whenever. And I can't wait to get you. Matter of fact, we're going to have to do this again, but when you come to Miami, we'll do it in person. <laughs> I would, I would love it. I'd love to, to see the three of you. And just thank you so much for having me on. And uh, I'm looking forward to more lightning together in a really good way. And Jeff yes, sir. Lars, great to, great to see you. And stay healthy, everybody. Oh, uh, we will. Likewise. Bill, real quick, before you go, I have one question because we spoke about students and the younger generation. And I want you, if you can, to give three tips on any young entrepreneur that's wanting to start to build a successful business? Hmm. Three big tips for a young entrepreneur wanting to start a business. Um, number one, you got to make it full-time. You can't make it part-time. You got to go all in. You, you can't be in partly. That's so true. if you really want to start a business, you got to spend the time against it. You really do. So that's one. Uh, I think two, um, Find a good mentor. Find somebody who you can talk to who's got a rearview mirror and who could who can who can help you navigate, you know, early entrepreneurship. And I think the third is hold on to as much equity as you possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Thank you so much for sharing that. You dropped so many jewels today. Oh, yes, and I did. Yes, we're sir. all here picking them up. So thank you, Bill. You've been yeah. amazing. Uh-huh. Thank you, it's Bill. Look forward to seeing you in, in person, like I said before. Say hello to your 95-year-old mother. It goes wow. to show you. That, that, now, that is, that's a soldier yeah. right there, huh? A warrior. And uh, to the whole team at Horizon Media, say hello to them. Thank you again for the opportunity. Look forward to making history with 305WW together. And that's how you take a negative it's and a make... <laughs> We got it right this time, Bill. Every show, every show, I've had to like one, two, three this thing. So we just made history today. Just just know that. (laughs) 
Bill, stay blessed, stay healthy, and God bless. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you all. That little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said, Mr. Worldwide, you already know what it is. This is how you take your life from a negative to a positive. You can watch the vodcast on YouTube. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast, Podcast One, Spotify.